Welcome to the 2021 Canadian Triple Crown Series MX Preview Show. I'm Billy Rainford. Joining us today, we've got uh, Greg Poisson there, and we've also got Andy White from uh, FXR World Domination down there. Andy, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me on. Well, it's uh, great you can find some time to have a little talk with us about the upcoming season. I mean, there's actually a lot to talk about, so we'll kind of get right to it. But uh, thank you very much for uh, FXR and uh, all the stuff you guys have done with uh, direct motocross over the over the years. So let's uh, let's not spoil that now, and let's get to uh, let's get to some content here. We're talking about the 2021 series. It starts this weekend. I mean, we're heading into some uh, a first ever in Canadian motocross with what's going on at Walton One here at Walton Raceway. Uh, we'll get to kind of that kind of stuff here if we have time, but let's certainly talk about the racers. Uh, I don't want to put you guys on the spot and say, uh, give us your predictions right now, but we've got a few things to talk about. So we're going to start with the 250 class. We're going to jump right into this here. So uh, guys, the biggest things are the guy that went for one thing, the guy that went one, one, two, one, one, he's gone. He's up to the 450 class talking about Jess Pettis, the guy who finished second to him, Marshall Welton. He's also gone up to the 450 class. So what happens in the 2021 season guys what uh i mean anybody want to just kind of jump in there and talk about what uh, what you think with those two guys going who fills the shoes well i'll take it uh, you can go first for sure obviously uh, third last year was uh, canella and uh, i feel that he's uh in the running for a championship he was super consistent last year with uh, a bunch of threes one fourth and a second so he was right in there he wasn't too far off the pace of the guys in front. So I think that uh, he's matured over the year and uh, he could be a, a good runner for the championship. Uh, but there's other guys too, not far behind him that are kind of unknowns at the moment. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see, but you know, we'll, we'll racing starts in a couple of days and when the gate drops, we'll find out. Oh, you could have said it. You could have finished that cliche. <laughs> this is family TV. <laughs> What do you think of that there? we got Marco Canella. I mean, obviously him and the Tanner Ward coming up through the ranks together. Is this Marco's year for you, you think, uh, as well, Greg? Or what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's Marco's year. Uh, you know, we know he's fit, as we've seen. As you've seen, you've been cycling with him a bit and stuff, and he's been putting in the time. He's got a good team, good mechanic. Uh, you know, Kale's one to be, you know, more than just a mechanic for him, a bit of a mentor, a bit of a big brother factor, which is good. He's got Kevin Tyler. Uh, you know, I, he's got Moff and, and Keelan there now too, which is going to help. I think it's only going to help him. Um, and as Andy mentioned, you know, he was, he was third best. So you take the first two guys out and, uh, you know, I think he's, I don't think he's a shoe in, but I think he's, um, you know, it's hard to count him. You know, it's hard to really put anybody else in there right away. Uh, he, he is super consistent and, uh, you know, I remember him at Supercross last year, he was, uh, you know, giving Welton fits at certain points too, right? So that's, uh, uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. I think it's going to be hard to, to count them out. And then, uh, you know, are we going top three right now? Or are we just talking about our, our number one? Well, Andy just kind of started talking. We've got a few guys to talk about, obviously, but Andy mentioned uh, Marco right off the bat there as a guy kind of filling in the shoes who finished just behind those guys that have left the, 450, the 250 class for the 450 class. And I'll just, just to jump in there too. I, um, I mean, I've been lucky enough to be able to drive back and forth to the practice tracks here and everything. And I've been able to see everybody except, I think, Jess Pettis on a bike. So, uh, I mean, I saw Marco at Gopher Dunes going head-to-head. -head. Like, I mean, these guys were going as if it was a national. Him and Ryder McNabb going at it. I mean, they literally were banging bars. So it was pretty cool. 
it looked like I think maybe I would give Marco the slight edge. And again, this is just uh, Gopher Dune, so who knows what. But impressive was the fact that uh, Ryder McNabb, and he's 15 years old, I mean, he's coming up and stepping into those shoes too, so it's kind of cool to see. And also at Gopher Dunes, the last time I was there, uh, Marco was doing a lot of training with uh, Cole Thompson. So, I mean, those guys were kind of at the end of the pits. They were kind of set up and they were just doing their thing. Cole would let Marco go about 10 seconds and then take off and they were doing sprint laps. And it took Cole just about everything to catch up to him there. And a couple of them that I saw, he actually didn't catch him. So Marco is flying and he's got some good tutelage with, uh, with the smooth riding Cole Thompson uh, helping him out. Interesting. Well, I've heard the same reports from Kevin's camp that uh, Canella is uh, riding well and really liking the equipment. It's not much different from last year. So he's very familiar with it and he knows the team well. So pressure is kind of on Canella, I feel. It's uh, his to lose, really. Um, if he's done the, the training and uh, the preparation, it should be fairly easy for him, in my view. Um, but then there's the new Kawasaki rider that's coming into the mix that we don't really, I really don't know much about him. Uh, GP experience, pro circuit last year. I mean, if uh, Mitch Payton picked him to put on his team, he's got to have some speed. Uh, the nice thing I see about uh, this rider is that um, he's been around the world racing different tracks. So he's used to different types of countries and, and tracks. And our Canadian tracks are obviously not American type tracks. But I wouldn't say they're too far off some of the European tracks that I've seen in the last couple of years where they're rough as hell, narrow. So it'll be interesting. Um, I'm sure the Cowie team has, has got their bikes looking working well, and he's got lots of seat time on the green bike, and he's very accustomed to the green bikes. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, no, you haven't actually said his name. Darian Sinai we're talking about, uh, American yeah. rider. Did I say his name? I'm sorry. No. I thought no, you, his name. You <laughs> called him that rider a few times. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's very much a dark horse because we don't even say his name. The, yeah, the rider we yeah. do not name. Now, again, I've got, I was able to see him ride, not on his race bike. So I've just seen him on his practice bike. So he was just kind of getting on it and everything. Uh, looked great. Obviously, he's going to look even better once he gets uh, on the race bike and everything. But uh, like Andy said, I mean, how can you bet against this kid who... Uh, and I always screw up too. I always thought maybe his mom was Canadian. It turns out his mom's dad. So Darian's grandfather is Canadian. Oh, I forgot that he was, I, I heard that somewhere actually, that he was like, yeah, he had Canadian. Yeah, I kept giving it or something. So, I mean, we can't, uh, we can't count him out. The, uh, you know, and then, then we got to talk, we've talked about Ryder a little bit. Ryder's going to be a factor, but then Tanner, I mean, Tanner's a, a guy you can never count out. He's, he's got a new trainer in Todd Schumlich, which is, Todd is, uh, is very uh, experienced. I mean, he's, he's trained some of the best that we've ever had in Canada with JSR and Colton and Blair and those guys. And, and, you know, he's an absolute uh, legend in the mountain bike world. He's, he's trained uh, Aaron Gwynn and, and uh, Richie Rude and some of the best of the best in the downhill and the enduro world. So he's, he knows what he's talking about. So obviously that's, uh, that's given Tanner an edge that we haven't seen yet because he didn't have him last year. He's got him this year or this offseason. So um, that's going to be a, a factor that we haven't really counted because uh, I don't know what Tanner's previous, you know, training background has been like. I know he's obviously always worked hard, but to have someone like Todd in your corner is obviously going to be a huge help. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that's going to be, I think, a, a factor or an edge that we haven't seen out of Tanner yet, right? He's going to be definitely uh, definitely going to help him a lot. Hey, just to jump in there too, Tanner was the only guy who took a win from Jess Pettis last year at round three. So he's the only other, he's the only blemish on Jess Pettis' scorecard. And I did an interview with uh, Tanner on Monday this week 
And it turns out, as you know, from that, uh, that first provincial race at Gopher Dunes, all three of the uh, GDR uh, Honda Fox guys had problems and Tanner kind of got the worst of it. So I talked to him a bit about that. He's not 100%, but if people are worried that he blew out an ACL or something like that, he did not blow out his ACL. He's, he did tweak his knee a bit, but uh, he's back on the bike. I wouldn't say he's 100%, but he's going to fight through it. And he's just going to kind of, he'll, he'll be, I would say he's going to be fine sort of thing. So, uh, I mean, some people were wondering about that, but uh, yeah, Tanner Ward, obviously. With, and again, watching him ride and everything, man, I was, I was on the stopwatch patrol yesterday at, uh, at Vision Built Tracks, uh, more of a clay track. They just opened up an outdoor track. If you want to talk to those guys, DM them on uh, Instagram, but because uh, uh, they're just not, it's not a public track. But anyway, so I was watching him. They were running the same second almost every single lap. So I was watching those guys. So again, we've watched Ryder race with Marco and I've watched Ryder ride with Tanner. So now, boy, these guys are all, all three of those guys are close. It's going to be tough. And uh, I mean, again, you know, we haven't mentioned yet though. Uh, what about Jake Piccolo? Well, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick Letty, who's been training down at Club MX, said uh, to me that Piccolo is uh, the real deal this year and he's riding extremely well on that track. Uh, so for Nicoletti to say that uh, Piccolo is on fire and looking great and solid, that must mean something. So um, he had really good speed last year. He just couldn't seem to put it all together in every moto. Near the end of the season, he was getting better and better with his endurance. So if his speed is there like it was and his endurance is much better, he could be a big factor in this game. So, you know, maybe that's another rider in this championship that uh, could nail it. Who knows? Uh, oh, I, I guess so. it all comes down to who's Mr. Consistent. Yeah, for Phil to say anything nice about anybody has got to be uh, mean something, right? So it's got to be true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, again, I, I, I got the chance to see uh, Jake. I, I just I got some video I'm actually going to put up of him uh, from riding yesterday. So it's cool to see him. And we were all joking, like even the parents of other riders were out there going, holy smokes, look at this guy. That's, he's doing like a national today. Like he was, he doesn't do anything half-assed when he's out there. I mean, he was putting in laps yesterday and he was on the edge. He was pushing it. I was looking at his times and they were fast. He did fall twice. I mean, he's flying into a corner in a rut and he was looking ahead and he just kind of washed out. And then of course I've got some video when I first walked out to it, he made a corner, blew right through the berm and just tucked it down and went and down he went right in front of me. But uh the, the kid is flying. I mean, he's just throwing oppos. Like, you know, he's just having fun throwing the whips, throwing the, just, just, uh, just flying. So, I mean, obviously he spent the time down at club MX and you guys mentioned Phil Nicoletti, but uh, under the tutelage of like Ben Graves and the boys and Brandon down there, and they worked on consistency. They made him do tough motos, tough tracks, tough uh, competition, and just made him put in the laps without going over the edge. So, I mean, that is what they worked on. So will it pay off? I mean, if it, if he's learned anything about that, I think he is going to be, I think he's got the speed to win this thing. Yeah, I like think, I said, yeah, go ahead, Andy. Sorry. Sorry. Like I said, uh, we'll know more this Friday, but uh, from the reports that we've had, uh, Piccolo is definitely a name uh, that we should be uh, looking at in the top three, top four of, of round one. Yeah, I, I'd say Jake is, uh, yeah, he always had the speed and we saw that and it just seemed like he couldn't uh, put all together and, and essentially stay off the ground. That was unfortunately that yeah. it seemed to be, he was always on the ground or um, coming back and, and, and he was just so fast that uh, he was just so, you know, riding over his head a fair bit. My, um, you know, my one guy that we haven't talked about yet, but is I think the ultimate dark horse for me and we'll see how it pans out, but is, you know, a lot of new changes in his program, but is, uh, is Casey Keast. I think Casey is, uh, 
as we saw at Santa Lee last year when he came back and, and different things like that. Uh, I think he's going to be the ultimate dark horse. I think it's, um, you know, I, I, I just, I think it, I don't know. I think it's that he's going to be the guy that nobody really expects. And then he's going to come out, like you said, it's at Santa Lee last year and he, did he run second or third. I forget. Um, he, he was, he finished ahead of Jake, I think in the, in the overall or that moto or whatever. But anyways, he, He's going to be a kid that, that comes through and, and uh, hopefully he's been putting in the work over the, the off season. I know things have been up, up in the air about his program and whatnot, but um, you know, if he's, if he's fit, then I think he's, he's got the speed. He's shown he's got the speed. So I think he could be another factor too. I think there's gonna be a lot of kids from out West that are real. Uh, I think the 250 class is going to be like a, other than Marco and, and Tanner and stuff like that. There's gonna be a lot of kids from BC that really, uh, surprise us and, and, and fill that, you know, third to, to 10th. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we're going to be, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be third to 10th, but I think we kind of got a bit of a two tiered system here with the top four five, six guys. And then there's going to be a battle between that afterwards where I think some of these guys are going to fall, but, but you mentioned Casey Keese with the PRMX team. And I think he's got a whole new motivation because he knows that with the PRMX ride comes Supercross next year. So he is now fully committed again. You know what I mean? Like he needed yeah, that to know, there was a future he needed to know that he was had a place to go. So I think Casey is going to really benefit from knowing he's got somewhere to go and that, and Supercross has a future. Yeah. So I think that's that he, I think he's going to be a, a dark horse for sure. And and we'll see, like, I like how Andy says it, we'll see just a few days on Friday, which is, it's crazy that we're racing on a Friday. I think that's kind of cool. Um, but uh, it's kind of like Supercross, right. When we were racing on Saturdays and Tuesdays, but uh, we'll see on Friday and, and a lot of things will be answered on on, on Friday, you know, where we can talk all day about it, but, uh, you know, hopefully it's not a mud fest because that's, that just makes it not, not great, but, uh, um, you know, hopefully we have dry conditions and we'll see, because I think the 250 class is going to be, um, you know, one of those things where it's, it could be, it could be anybody. I know we like to say that, but it's, it could, there's, we've got our picks, but I think that's, there could be a lot of guys that we don't expect. Andy, anything to add to that before I kind of talk about a couple other things? No, I agree. Uh, Casey uh, has shown speed um, and he had a good rookie year. Um, and then we kind of lost touch with him, had a couple bad seasons. And if uh, this new team helps him out on the new gas gas, uh, then that's awesome. Uh, it'd be great to have a Western kid up there. I know the Western riders have always struggled out in the East with Gopher Dunes and the Sand Tracks, uh, Gopher especially. And if we're having two nationals at that, these uh, Western kids better have uh, worked on sand technique for sure. Yeah, that's true. I, I always, uh, I forget about that. Right, right now. Okay. So we talked about kind of our top guys Then there's a, I mean, I, like I mentioned the kind of the two tiered sort of system we're going to have, I think you can throw guys like Sam Gaynor, Ryder Floyd, Quinn Amiot, uh, Jeremy Mackay, a whole bunch of names in there that are going to be fighting with, I think that next kind of little group between six to 10 kind of thing. I think that's going to be interesting to watch. I think we're going to have a, the top five, six are going to be the battles each time with the guys that we've kind of mentioned off the top. And then I think there'll be a little bit of a gap back to this other battle, like kind of like we see in the 450 class every year, you know? No, I agree. It's uh, I think those kids are the next generation that are coming up as the Pettises and the Weltons move on to the 450. It gives the chance for these other young kids to move up the ladder. And uh, hopefully in the future, there'll be a few more rides available than slim pickings at the moment. 
Right, right. Okay, so and Julian Vanek. I mean, I got to see Julian Vanek ride yesterday as well out at, uh, out of the track too. Another young kid coming up into the pro ranks on the Sky Racing yeah. team. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting in that uh, that next little group, I think. Yeah, I think the six to ten uh, positions are going to be, you know, it, they might even be, <clears throat> excuse me, more like there might be more battles there, and might it might be even more like intense, and then the one to five, you know, who knows, right? They may. The first to fifth may have kind of slotted in after the first round or two, but then, you know, you go back six to 10 or six to 12 and those guys, you know, they're fighting, they're going to be fighting just as hard, if not harder, because they want to be further up. Right. It's, it's like, you know, you've got Quinn, Amiot, you've got Sam, as you mentioned, all the guys from out West. Uh, there's just so many people. And I think, I think on a, if anyone falters from the, the first to fifth, there's going to be some guys, like I said, I think Quinn will be uh, a factor. He'll be, you know, I don't think Quinn's going to win any motos and that's not a dig at him. I just don't think he's there yet. He's still pretty young and, and, uh, but he's going to be a factor rider as well. Uh, they've got really good bikes. I think they've got some of the, the best bikes, uh, on the, on the track, you know, they've got the, the merge racing program, which is the same bikes that they use in the States from what I understand built by the same people, same, uh, so they're the same program that, uh, Alex Martin's on racing in the 250 nationals and supercross. So that's, that's, uh, I mean, they're not lacking in, uh, in, in structure. So, uh, you know, they've got the, everything they need. So we'll have to wait and see how that works. Right. Right. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think we kind of covered a lot of the stuff in the two fifties. Should we do our picks? Let's do, let's put you on the spot. Give us your top three when the season's done, where do you see this ending up? Andy, we'll go to you first. Come on, give us your, <laughs> put you on the spot. Um, three riders in no particular order. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bet against Canella because of uh, the uh, oh, consistency. What gear did he wear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, he wears FXR gear, but oh, was he? Um, was he? yeah, he's been sponsoring that team for a long, long time, and uh, he did finish third last year. So he's the next next generation up. Um, I see uh, Daniel Sinai uh, right up there. I think that he's going to be uh, a hard rider to beat. Uh, I, I know he's got good sand skills. And having Deschambeau, Sandali, and Gopher as sand tracks, uh, he's going to be a hard guy to beat in those, even for Canella to beat that rider. And then third, third is, it's it's a toss-up between Canella, uh, sorry, not Canella, Piccolo and the two Honda guys, uh, Tanner Ward. Uh, if Tanner's not hurt, then he's going to be good. I hear McNabb might be a little bit more hurt than everybody thinks. Uh, not I don't think it's his year yet. He's still very young and still in the next generation. But if Tanner is not 100%, it's going to be a tough year right out of the gate because the series is so short. So did I say three or four? Forget. Yeah, about eight or nine. <laughs> Good enough. Six or nine. How about you, Greg? Uh, I'm going to go similar, but I'm going to, I'm going to nail it down. I'm going to say it's Marco, uh, Darian, uh, Darian Sinai, and then uh, I'm going to go Tanner Ward. Those are my top three. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to do it just because I want to see him do it. I would like to see uh, Jake Piccolo win. I think he's got the speed. I think he's hopefully learned a bunch from his time there at Club MX. So I'll go Piccolo, Sinai. Again, I think what you guys are, I, I agree with you guys on the Marco Canella. I think he's going to be so consistent and always there. I don't think he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I don't think Marco, you know what I mean? And he's so fit. So, but having said all that, now I'm hedging my bets here, but no, I'm going to go Piccolo, Sinai, Marco Canella. That's what I'll do just for uh just to keep Same it for the end, right? For the championship or just for this weekend? That was championship. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, I, I stick with my picks for the championship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Marco's yeah. going to be the most consistent out of everybody. For yeah. Sure. That's, I know. That's what I think is going to be the downfall for other riders is Marco's consistency for sure. I agree. Okay. Well, uh, that's the 250 class. Now, the 450 class. Now, this doesn't get any easier because we got some new guys in here. We got some returning guys in here. We got some part timers. We got, uh, man, the 450 class is going to be kind of crazy. And it's kind of weird, too, because we, you know, we lost Matt Gerke. We lost Colton Fasciati. We lost, kind of lost Tyler Medallia. We lost Phil Nicoletti. So, I mean, uh, there are guys stepping in. Um, I mean, like we mentioned, Jess Pettis moving up and Marshall, Marshall Welton moving up, who looks very comfortable on the bike. And um, mm -hmm. there are a few question marks in this whole thing. So, um, I, I think, I don't think we're, uh, you know, I don't think you need to, like I said, you don't have to be Nostradamus to think uh, that this is kind of Dylan Wright's to lose. But, uh, Andy, if I go to you, what do you think as far as Dylan Wright, rookie year last year in the 450, looked great. What do you think moving forward here for this year? I, I was a little bit shocked with uh, Dylan last year, how fast he was out of the gate. I know he has the speed, but I didn't expect that right out of the uh, round one, round two. It was incredible. Um, when I attended some of the U.S. races, people were talking about Dylan, how fast he was and where he'd finished in the U.S. Nationals. And I mean, Nicoletti last year was on his second year of his Yamaha program, and uh, he looked great year one. Same kind of speed year two, and I think he got caught off guard too with Dylan's speed. And if Dylan has been riding and training hard on that same bike with uh, Fasciati helping him and the whole team, he's got to be quicker than he was last year and more consistent and more confident. Yes, I hear about his knee being tweaked maybe a little bit, but we'll see what happens. If he's in good shape, I don't see anybody really touching him this year. Like, seriously, I, I can't see anybody. He was... His starts weren't the best last year, but it didn't matter. He would just smoke right through. There was one moto where he had the wrong tire on. The second moto, he put the proper tire on, and he was gone. He wasn't even in the same ballpark. So I don't see anything stopping Dylan this year, except for an injury or a mechanical. All right, Greg, how about yourself there? Um, man, I said it last year, and I, I'll eat my words because I thought Dylan was going to be a lot more inconsistent. I'll, uh, I'll totally admit that. I thought he was going to be on the ground a lot more uh, coming onto the 450, but uh, he proved me wrong. I'll admit that all day. Uh, it's going to be Dylan's championship, I think, to lose. Um, I don't, you know, I, I'd like to say that Cole would give him some some runs for it, but, I, I mean, he hasn't really proven that or shown us that in the past that he can do it. Um, you know, Supercross, yes. I mean, Cole is, is kind of the guy, but that's not the – that's not the uh, all the pieces of the puzzle, right? It's it's. I think Cole mm -hmm. will be better outdoors this year. I hope he will. I think he's put more of a focus on that. I think the team has said, you know, we've got to have you consistent throughout the entire series, which will be great. Um, but I think it's Dylan's Dylan's uh, championship to lose again. I think he's fit. He's ready to go. He's been down south. He's been up here. You know, he looks good. That bike is is better. You know, from what I've heard. Not not that it was bad last year, but I think it's. It's uh, an improved chassis. The new Honda is pretty good from what I've, I've everything I've heard. Um, you know, the GDR guys have those bikes pretty dialed. Dig doesn't like to, to skimp on anything, right? So, and I don't know if you've seen them or not. They just released them yesterday, but they look pretty sweet. So, they've uh, they've got they've won the style award, I think, for the bikes. Anyways, they look pretty cool. Right now, I, again, I've had the luck to be able to be at the track and watch uh, watch Dylan ride. I've watched him on the on the track at the same time as Cole Thompson, same time as Marshall Welton, and watching these guys pace off each other. And again, this was Gopher Dunes, so uh, we know Cole Cole can win at Gopher Dunes for sure. I mean, he always says he doesn't like it there, but Cole flies at Gopher Dunes. 
and he was going fast, smooth as ever. His bike just sounds amazing. Um, but watching, uh, speaking of Dylan Wright, though, as we're talking about right now, too, is that, uh, again, I've seen him, and I've, he wanted to race when he hurt his knee there, hurt his leg, banged his leg there at, the, at that race. He wanted to race that next moto, but they decided not to. Say, said, hey, you know what, let's just chill out. I watched him yesterday put in moto after moto. He didn't slow down. His lap times were, man, his lap times were five seconds faster than anybody else out there. It was incredible. Uh, just watching him go. He got off the bike. I didn't see a limp. So, I mean, uh, yeah, this is going to be, uh, this is, again, like we say, uh, it looks like it's his, his to lose for sure, I would say. And he's got the confidence and the mistakes seem to be uh, a thing of the past now. You know, the aggression's down. He's riding a 450 as a 450 should be ridden, it looks like. Will Cole, I, and again, you know, you speak to Cole and he, he really wants this motocross championship. I mean, he knows he's the guy in Supercross. He doesn't want to end his career as not being the motocross guy too. So I think Cole is really, really pushing for this motocross championship this year. Well, um, Cole was hired to be the 450 champ many years ago, and it's, uh, he's had a rough time at it with injuries last year. We didn't really get to see the real Thompson. We've seen Cole in the past at Gopher Dunes just be incredibly fast. Uh, Walton, he knows that track well. He knows all the Canadian tracks really well. Uh, but this year, I, I understand he doesn't have any injuries. He's been racing. He raced at uh, Paula a couple weeks ago uh, on a borrowed bike and did very, fairly well there. Um, so that was a good gate drop for him. I, I'm not baiting against him, but Dylan was extremely fast last year. So uh, Thompson's going to have to be on his A game to, uh, to match that speed that Dylan's on. Dylan consistently last year was phenomenal. And Thompson, he's going to have to be Mr. Consistent to stay with that. So it's, it's going to be interesting racing. It, uh, it's going to be fun to watch if, if Thompson is healthy and Dylan's healthy and they've got their bikes working together, then it's going to be some good racing. Right. For yeah. sure. okay. Sorry, we're going to, I was just going to say, so we got, um, we're losing Gerke, Fasciati and stuff like that. And Nicoletti, we're bringing in just the question marks, Jess Pettis, Marshall Welton. I mean, where do you guys put uh, a guy like Jess? I mean, obviously coming off of the knee. I mean, I spoke to some guys, Tim Trombley is going to race the series. I spoke to Tim and when they were at the shoot at Sandalee, sorry, Sandalee, at Saint Saint Julie. he mentioned that uh, Cole was fastest for sure. And second to Cole was, Tim said he and uh, Jess were at about the same pace, but he wasn't sure Jess was feeling 100% quite yet. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I put Jess at, uh, if Jess can top five at the end of the series, uh, you know, with a podium here or there, I think that's a win for him this year. You know, moving up to the 450 and then obviously being hurt like he was, um, you know, it's it's not been, you know, he's had a couple of years of being hurt, right? Because he got hurt in Montreal uh, two years ago and then he was Montreal Supercross. Yeah. And then he was hurt last year, right? Or like, or was that the same injury? I forget what happened. But anyways, he's been, he's had a couple injuries, right? So um, that's never a good timing to move up to the big bike. And, uh, you know, I know the timing was just horrible. So I think if you get some top fives and he's top five at the end of the series and then uh, a couple podiums. I think that's that should be good for him and, and long term. And then going into next year, second year on the 450, uh, you know he'll be a guy that's you know battling for wins or podiums at that point. And you know, I think, I think it's, it's interesting too because I mean I, we've seen Marshall. For some reason we think Marshall's a 450 guy. Well, he was 250 guy last year, but now he's on a. So maybe Jess comes out and he's got the same. You know what I mean? Jess could come out and be 
again, I, I spoke to Marshall Welton about this. <coughs> he said, don't forget about Jess Pettis, man. I raced that guy last year and I know he's going to be fast. He's And the way he rides, Marshall even said, I think he's going to be really fast on a 450. He thinks he's got that smooth, smooth control yeah. of the bike and stuff. So he, he actually thinks, watch out for Jess. No, I agree. I think uh, Jess will be uh, really good, but there's no pressure on him to win anything right now. Uh, Thompson is, I feel, has got the pressure. Pettis has uh, got a, what, a two-year contract. So he's got this year and next year to ride on the 450. Um, so he might just come out and show everybody that he's a real 450 guy. Uh, I think his knee's still bothering him. Um, he did have an incredible spring down at the Baker factory. Mike Brown was telling me that Jess was looking really good in Supercross, and it was a shame that he got hurt in that. Um, and he's been off the bike for quite a while. So does he have the endurance? Is he 450 is a little different bike to ride than a 250. Uh, 250, you can muscle around. 450, it throws you around. So let's hope that he's got the endurance and the the strength to hold that bike, especially when we go to some of the rounds where there's three motos in one day. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be, uh, yeah, I agree. Like Jess, Jess has no pressure on him. I think that's going to be good for him. I think, you know, I think we got to throw in, um, you know, I don't know where Marshall's, we've talked about Marshall. I don't know where he's going to end up. I don't know. You know, I know he's good on the 450. He seems to be riding it really well. I mean, we haven't seen him really stack up against any of our other main guys. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't, he's, he's the dark horse for me. I don't know where he's going to be. I don't put him in for moto wins at all. Um, I could, I could eat my words on that for sure, but I don't see him being a moto winner. I see him being a podium guy at his peak and then, uh, but being consistently like a top five guy. Um, I think him and Jess are going to go at it again. Uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know where to put him, but then we've, you know, we've got some other guys we haven't talked about either. Like we've got, I think T-Dags is going to do most of the, the series I've heard. I don't, I've seen, I've seen some posts and stuff. I think he's going to do a fair bit of it, if not all of it. He always says he's not going to, and then he just, you know, he's going to do everything this year. Now he seems to be doing. He says he's riding his track three seconds a lot faster than he was last year. Medallia does. So he's got. Honestly, man, Tyler's like, I love Tyler. Like I got nothing but love for that guy because he's just so gnarly and he's, and I believe him. If he's saying he's going three seconds a lot faster, I a hundred percent believe that. And he's, he actually is the ultimate dark horse. Okay. I take everything back. I just said about Marshall and everyone, he could show up and, uh, five minutes left and, and he could show up and win <laughs> gopher. He could show up and win Walton, Sandley, whatever, any track. And I would be like, okay. Like I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise. Like it wouldn't be, I'd be so stoked, but it wouldn't really be something that I didn't see coming. If that makes any sense. Like it's no, for sure. Hey, let me, and let me just throw this in too. I, I was able to see again, watching racing, getting to the track. I was able to see Marshall Welton and Sean Moffenbeyer, the number three bike, go head to head. And I don't think there was much to uh, choose between the two of them. In the third moto, in fact, they went wheel to wheel. So that was really impressive after Dylan was out for the day. So I got to see Moffenbeyer, who Moff is actually here in uh, London. We're going to go for a bike ride later. But uh, yeah, so he's, uh, he's fit. He's fast. He's going to be in there too. We only have a few minutes left here, though, guys. So I mean, uh, let's talk about, give me, I mean, we didn't talk about, I mean, like we said, uh, Tim Trombley is going to be doing the series, the whole series. He's going to be fast. Uh, Liam O'Farrell is going to be out there. He's going to be a, a top 10 He's threat a... coming out there and upsetting these guys who are full-timers. Um, so, yeah, we got guys yeah. like that. So Keelan Meston as well. Keelan Meston on, an, on a team there, too, with the MX-101 Shameless guys. FXR plug. Yeah. yeah, another FXR plug. But Andy, <laughs> let's go to you. Give us your top three in the 450 class in no particular order, of course. 
Well, Dylan is going to be hard to beat if he's on his game. He's, I feel he's the guy. Second, wow, I would say uh, second and third. Uh, Thompson has got to be up there, uh, has to be up there. And then after Thompson, I think it's a mix between four guys. I think Pettis has nothing to prove. I think it's a, it's going to be a fun season. Marshall, I know, can ride a 450 really well. Moffenbeier is solid on a 450. Um, Meston can ride a 450. And then Tyler, if he does a whole series, my goodness, it's it's going to be a battle uh, behind those. I, third place is wide open. Right. Wide open, I'd agree. in my view. Yeah, for sure. Greg? Uh, I mean, I hate to, I hate to be on the, you know, for, for uh, you know, to be on the exact same page as Andy for, you know, for people listening, but I, I am, I'm hundred percent on the exact same page. It's, it's going to be Dylan Cole. And then, I mean, third could be, could be anybody. It really could be anybody. Like I said, if Tyler shows up and Tyler wants to do all the races and all the, all the, uh, all the rounds and, I would almost put T-Dags there because he's one of the greediest guys there and, and he'll never give up. That's the thing. It could be a complete mud race and you know he's going to give it 110%. It could be 900 degrees out and he's going to go 110%. Like it could be anybody or it could be Moth because Moth is is really consistent too, right? Like it's, it could be, or it could be Walton because Walton just shows up and he's an amazing 450 guy that we, we haven't really seen a ton of. Or it could be, you know, it could be Pettis because Jess is just that much he's just better than we think he's been playing possum as we joke like his, his knees 100 percent. he's just not been going he's a better racer than he is a practicer right like we don't know and it's like third is exactly how andy said it's it's wide open as as, as best you can say it because it's uh i was i know we're gonna run out of time here shortly but it's i was thinking about it and i think billy you and i talked about it, is there's there's a real lack of americans for the first time like u.s guys for the first time in a long time but I feel like we've got a ton of Canadians that are on the same level. Um, so it's going to create, we don't have the depth of, of American or U S racers, but we've got a ton of Canadians that are, I think are on the same level. They're going to create a lot of changes in the, in the results as we go along. So I don't know. It's going to be exciting either way. Yeah, for sure. I agree. All right. Now we're down to kind of our last minute on this, uh, on our little zoom meeting here, but uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll go um, Dylan, Wright, Cole Thompson second. And then I think it's going to be Pettis Welton, Moffenbeier kind of thing, Tyler, if he does a whole thing in there. So uh, again, we're all on the same page on this thing. And I don't think you have to be uh, an expert really to, <laughs> to uh, pick those, but uh, it's going to be interesting. It starts on Friday uh, at Walton one. So hopefully we see everybody there is 25% uh, capacity. So go on, get your tickets, see if you can actually get some tickets for that uh, and get out there to Walton one guys. I want to say thank you very much, Greg. Thank you very much. Andy from FXR. Mm. Thanks for, uh, sitting in with this and uh man we're no not going to see My you pleasure. at this round but we're going to see you at Deschambeau in Sandalee. And Sandalee. All right guys we're going to have hey. to end it there but uh thank you very much going to be a great season and uh everybody thanks for watching and uh man we will see you at the races. Yeah, right, take it to you. the show. We'll see ya. All right.